Hi. Hey. Oh, hey there. Wink. Wink there. Wink. Wink. I don't know what I'm doing. Wink. <laughs> uh, how's it going? I'm all right. Yeah, why am I asking you that? Are we talking to, am I talking to the audience? I think you're talking to the audience. How are you guys doing? But I have a pro tip. Yeah. You're not going to be able to hear their answer. Yeah, we are separated by distance and time. <clears throat> yes. It is a fool's errand. Yes. Uh, We're back. It's another one of these. Yeah. Episode 87, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I just learned mm-hmm. is what episode it actually is. Mm-hmm. Because you thought it was 88. Mm-hmm. And we are basically riding up to the crest of Spooptober. <laughs> we are but a, but a week away from Spooptober. Mm. It's nearly spoopy time. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking maybe we should do a theme, but that's not going to work with our trajectory. No, it definitely isn't. We have like the next. But like, we'll do some, maybe we'll do some spoopy episodes. We have the next couple episodes planned out. Yeah. Um, Which never happens. Yeah, right. That we'll explain happen. that later. Um, it uh, it's going to be a little bit spoopy. I mean, it'll be somewhat yeah. spoopy. Um, I can explain part of it. Is that not next week, but the week after, I will have gone to that seminar, so presumably the episode will be on that. When you say that seminar, did we talk about that on this at all? Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, then. I think so. (laughs) I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't necessarily, I guess we did, didn't we? Why don't you remind people who might not have heard what the seminar is that you're talking about? So, uh, the seminar that I'm talking about is on our Facebook. I mentioned that, uh, I have an opportunity to live. Oh, I did talk about it last episode. Um, but I have the opportunity to do some live research and it's a seminar for, um, it's about how to deal with an overactive brain, which seemed creepily targeted at me. Also seems like a little bit of like a, uh, like a humble brag in reverse. <laughs> it's like, oh, your brain is so active. <laughs> yeah. Whatever will you do with yourself? <laughs> we can help you deal with that big, fat brain of yours. But what they really mean is <laughs> you're a nervous wreck, bitch. <laughs> um, so I... We had gone to dinner with my mom and she handed me my mail and this brochure was in the mail. And I was like, this is fucking weird because like, how do they know about my brain? (laughs) Who told you about my brain? Right. And then it turns out it's like a continuing education class. So if you're in a profession in which you need continuing education, it can count towards that. Right. And I am because I'm a pharmacy technician. And so it. Would count towards that. Yeah. So I decided to actually go and see what it's about because I I did a little research on them and there's enough there that I think that it could, either way, it could benefit me because I'll get credit hours for it. Yeah. You, you know, now I remember us talking about this because it was right around this point that I suggested, you, okay, so you're going to bring Mace, right? <laughs> Like you're gonna be it's okay. It's gonna right? be fine. It's at a Holiday Inn. Yes, but in there's, something, there's something weird about like is it a, is it in like a Holiday Inn like like conference room or is it yeah. just some room? It's <laughs> gonna be a conference room in a Holiday Inn. It's not like if Come I go there, at room if I go there and they tell me it's in room three hundred four, <laughs> I am not going in. Okay, good. Yeah, don't do that. Or I'll call you and make you go in with me. <laughs> uh. 
okay, yeah. So no, it it's like, like an actual seminar. Yeah. Now it's gonna be real fun if I go and I'm the only one. <laughs> oh my god, that's the thing is you could be. <laughs> yeah. You could be, and how horrible will that be? Oh, it's gonna be real weird if that happens. Yeah, like super uncomfortable. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's gonna be just fine. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will be. But the whole point of all this rambling is that uh, that is next Friday. And yeah. so the following Wednesday, I'll be able to report back on what happened. If I if I went and it was in room 303 and yeah. I had to flee for my life. <laughs> uh, yes. Hopefully that is not what happens. Yes. Uh, I read reviews of this company. None of them said anything about kidnapping. Okay. So that's a good sign. I'm, I mean, I imagine like everyone else, there's going to be some complaints. You know, it's like when there's the, the, the basic the it seems like the business practices are the biggest complaint. Sure. And the material itself is the second largest complaint. Gotcha. Maybe some like professionalism things or yeah. that the material isn't actually scientific. So when I started seeing reports of that, I was like, well, shit, that's up our alley. Yeah. You're going to take like like a lot of notes. Oh, right? yeah. I actually plan on going and buying a notebook specifically for this, mostly because I like notebooks. Yeah, right. But I want a new one for this. Man, you know, you know, it just occurred to me is they're good. They're salespeople, right? Like this mm -hmm. is going to be an, an additional set of sales pitches for other things. Yes. So, so when they see you walk in there <sighs> with a notebook and taking like huge amounts of notes, they're going to think you're like super on the hook. And sell to you way harder. Possibly. Because you're going to look so interested. Yeah. You're going to get it so bad. <laughs> like, the sales pitch well, is going to be the, so... You see, David, I've perfected the dead-eyed look, though. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Just my, my, can, can I see it? My note writing is interested, but my face says I'm not even in this room. Can I see that dead-eyed look? Oh, God, you're going to make me perform? Yeah, please. Ooh, hold right. on, I need to warm up a little bit. I just need to make sure it's you know it's gonna work. So. It's it's probably more resting bitch face. <laughs> dead eye, if we're being honest. Okay, let's see. Uh, really, all I have to do is not smile, which is hard right now. Yeah. I just as soon as I try not to, I just <laughs> want to laugh. Are you serious? Okay, come on. You make me happy. It's your fault. Okay. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I keep cracking the oh, smile. Oh no, that was actually real good there for a second. That's just me not smiling. Yeah. Man. That's really good. Yeah. All I have to do is not actively engage my <laughs> facial muscles. No, but that's like, that definitely says, I don't want nothing to do with what you're selling. Yeah. So, so how come people still annoyed me on the train by trying to talk to me when I had that face? I don't know. If I saw that face, I wouldn't you want, fuck I, off. I'd be like, okay, she doesn't want to talk. Right. Yeah. You'd be like, not interested. Yeah. But instead, I got told to smile a lot. Smile, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> Oh, that fucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on your superb resting bitch face. Thank you. It looks great. If there's anything we get out of this, <laughs> it's that I have a fantastic resting bitch face. I kind of think I have a resting bitch face. I think everybody does. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, this only gets applied to women because they're expected to do something else. Right. So, like, I kind of have resting bitch face. I, um... I don't think anyone naturally smiles. Like, if you're not focusing on smiling, yeah, you're not smiling most of the time. Like, most people's faces don't do that. Right. 
I actually saw an article the other day. I didn't read it because I was like, oh, that's some advertising bullshit. But it was about like some procedure that you can do to have your resting bitch face I saw fixed. it too. <laughs> it was weird. I saw it too. I don't know how we both saw it, but it was like people getting procedures and Botox and implants and stuff so that their face by default smiles smiles okay it's that's just creepy (laughs) a little bit a little bit if you come across me like i know people who are just really happy people and so they smile all the time yeah but they're still actively smiling yeah it's not what their face is just doing it's because they are happy people and they are joyful and they smile a lot but they're not just like their mind is somewhere else and they're like grinning that's fucking bizarre well it's like nobody does that like, think about that. Like, if you were telling someone some really serious mm. news that, like, you would expect them to be, like, to be, like, listening intently. And yeah. then they're just smiling at you the whole time. Yeah. That's my, weird. At my former job, which was retail, uh, I used to get shit all the time. Like, they would tell me to smile more, which was bullshit. And I was like, yeah. I do smile at the customers. But if you expect me to walk around when customers can't see me with a constant smile on my face, you can fuck right off. Cause my <laughs> face just doesn't do that. Like yeah. this is just my face. I'm not upset. Yeah. But if you can't deal with me not looking happy at you all the time, then that's a you problem, mm-hmm. not a me problem. Yeah. What's that all about? People are just idiots. Mm. They want you to change how you, your default looks. So they feel less insecure, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Not like, about that. I feel like I'm going to try to like deliberately like not smile at people more often and see what happens. I mean, I don't say you try to do do anything that like, you would not naturally like, not, do. Not like frown at people, but just like not like when people look at me, like smile. Just like what happens if I just look at oh, them? Oh, I instinctively smile at people yeah. when I pass them. Just like you know, out I, of a friendliness you know thing. I, I give him this one. I'll have to try to describe it. It's oh, it's the it's the. The- White person <laughs> smile. Wait, what? No, that this is a meme. It's wait, hold on a minute. What do you mean, white person smile? It's uh oh god, it's described as like when you pass a white person in public, <laughs> and it's just like the acknowledgement of like oh hey, you know what? Okay, I kind I kind of get it now though. Like I, it's okay. So if you're listening, it's like you scrunch up your lip. You, you, you kinda, don't open your mouth. You pull you your kinda- cheeks up, but your mouth doesn't open. And you kind of look like you're going. You sort of look like a Cabbage Patch kid. Like you got that like line for a mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Like your cheeks come Um, up, but so does the middle of your mouth. So you just have like kind of a flat mouth, but it still registers as a half smile. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find this meme. (laughs) I have never ever heard this referred to as a white person's smile. I cannot believe that. But the thing is, I actually kind of think I don't know. That might be a thing. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I found a series of gifts entitled White People Smile Gifts. So just oh. look up White People Smile Gifts the, and you guys will see what we see. <laughs> the internet just keeps on giving. Can't believe you hadn't heard of that. Look it's at that true. wealth of memes. Those are all. Look at those sweet, sweet memeage. Yeah. I mean, well, there's only a couple of them where they're actually doing that. But still. But I. But you get the point. Yes, it's exactly it. what you're describing. Yeah, it's just it's a weird like, not even a smile, but just sort of like my face. It's like came up I'm acknowledging that I'm seeing you. Yeah. Um. One of them is specifically like that thing. Like it. It's about 
a person of color being around white people and they're all making that smile at her and she's like terrified. Um, this this went off on a strange tangent. Anyway, I wanted to in. mention, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I did subscribe to it. Hmm. There is a podcast called Office Ladies okay. and it is... Two of the women from the office. Wait, is this the thing I read about where uh, Jenna Fisher and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Angela Kinsey got together? Is her name Kinsey? I don't know. I think it's Angela Kinsey. Is her real name Angela? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the case with a couple of people on the show, I think. Yeah. Um, like obvious, Creed. Obviously Creed. <laughs> Whose who's entire just, name is the just same. Just Creed Bratton. Yeah. But I think there's a couple of people. Uh, like Phyllis. Uh, Phyllis's name is actually Phyllis. Oh, okay. Um, Some people just look like their names, so it's like, nah, it just fits. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So I they realize, have I, a podcast. I think I heard they were doing something together, but I didn't know it was that. Yes. They re-listen or re, I guess re-watch episodes of The Office, and then they give you like inside information about oh. like what happened on set that day or like. You're describing a commentary track, I feel like. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they like they comment. I I haven't listened to it. I don't think it's in real time. I think they probably rewatch it to remind themselves of the episode. Yeah, and then they talk about the episode and like what was going on with them. Wow, when they did that episode. Listen to this. Yeah, I subscribed to it because I'm like that sounds fantastic, and I thought of you because you rewatch The Office constantly, and I was like, man, he needs new material. He'd love that. Like six times now. Yeah. I'm running out of uh, new things to discover in it. So, yeah. So I thought that was cool. I but, cannot get over how silly your shirt is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It says the Manister, uh, the man who can become a banister. And the picture is a man who is currently acting as a banister. He's like fused to those vertical posts going up a staircase. Yeah. Do you know how weird it is to describe this shirt to someone at work? I'm like, oh, what's this shirt? And I like oh, you pull know. it straight so they could see. And I was like, the Manister? It's just a weird one. It's not clever. Because a lot of time I wore like shirts with puns on it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Settle down. Oh, no. I got excited about the puns again. Um, but yeah. this There's one no, is just It doesn't bizarre. mean anything. It's just weird. No, it was so weird that I was like, <laughs> I have to have that. The man who can become a banister. The manister. It the was manister. A, it was a threadless shirt. Yeah. Was, some artist made this fucking weird joke. That's so silly. And I found it fantastic. Just so. a little bit insane. The manister. The manister. Yeah. Hadn't worn it in a while. Felt right. I like it. So, yep. I think we've come to that time. Have we come to that time already? Boy, the time is flying. We've come to that time. Do you know what time? I have my guesses, but I want to hear you say it. It's time for trues and fnoos, well, my friend. Well, hot diggity damn. You need to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me. It's time for trues and fnoos. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. Famous game. Famous game. The game that's taking the internet by storm. It's time for trues and a Merv Griffin production. <clears throat> it's time for Trues and Fnews, you say. Trues and Fnews. Do you know what that is? I want to hear you say it. Oh, you're so sweet. Bless yeah. your heart. <laughs> Trues and Fnews is a fun little game where I give you two false news headlines, 
one new, one true news headline, and you have to guess which is the true is the true news headline and which is the f- news. Excellent. All right. I, I think I could figure out this game. All right. Are you <laughs> are you ready though? Are you ready though? Are you even are you ready though? Even ready though. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Wing right. it. Wing it. <clears throat> Boom. Hit me. That is not, it helps if I'm on the right page. <laughs> I was going to do an old one you've already guessed. Yeah, don't do that. Um, First headline. Okay. The dress matches the drapes. Portland <laughs> designer makes clothes solely from upcycled curtains. Man, I, that didn't go where I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Second one. Cheddargate, French chef sues Michelin guide claiming he lost a star for using cheddar. Okay. Third one. A disturbing crime. Small town discovers serial vandalizer is actually a deer. Oh. You want to recap? Yes, I do. All right. The dress matches the drapes. Portland designer makes clothes solely from upcycled curtains. I really like that one. <laughs> Cheddargate. Really, it really sounded like it was going to be about pubes somehow, and <laughs> then it just wasn't. Zig and Zag. Yeah. Uh, Cheddargate. French chef sues Michelin Guide, claiming he lost a star for using cheddar. Okay. And thirdly. A disturbing crime. Small town discovers serial vandalizer is actually a deer. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> have you these. thoughts? I, yeah, I, I have. I have thoughts. I'm glad you like uh, them. I whipped it together real quick. <laughs> I I have to tell you, I'm allowing us to go through these a few times, but I know this one. But I want mm. the audience to play along, so I'm not spoiling nothing. Oh, damn it! But I did. I do know this one. Gosh, dang it. But you know why? It's because we use the same sources for news. <laughs> or uh, trues, my mistake. Yeah. Trues. We use the same sources for trues. But usually they update, like it's updated every day, so there's not that much overlap. It's mm. like. The thing is, especially with Reddit, like stories can hang <laughs> around a bit. Yeah. Like what's at their top page? Well, this I will say this is the first time that that's happened because of Reddit. Usually it's like I know about it because I've seen it on Facebook. And maybe it originally oh, came right. from Reddit, but it wasn't because I went on right. Not the Onion and saw it. Gotcha. It was because like I found it organically because I live on the internet. Right. Uh, so All right. because I know this one, I'll say it, uh, which is this is the true story of the man who used the wrong cheese. Only he well, didn't. He used the right cheese. Yes. Well, he says he. It's a cheese. It's cheese. It's the cheese one. It's about the cheese. <laughs> but I even, Cheddar gate. I even read the explanation. Did you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um. So basically, sometimes I read straight from the article, but it's pretty cut and dry, if you will. <laughs> like pun a good, intended. Like a good cheddar. Like a good cheddar. Um. <laughs> so basically. Uh, this chef is suing the Michelin Guide because they docked him a star. They gave him no warning. They just, yeah. when they published the new edition, he was knocked down from three stars, which is the max, to two stars. Yeah. It's affected his professional and personal life, lives because it's multiple. I didn't know how to yes. say that. I got confused. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess it's both. I guess they're separate. 
And essentially, he he has tried to contact them to get an explanation for why they docked him a star. Yeah. And the only thing he's been able to get out of them is a vague mention that a reviewer thought he used cheddar in something. Yeah. And it, according to him, he didn't use cheddar. He used saffron, which made the dish look a little more orangey. Yeah. But yeah. he did not use cheddar. <clears throat> yeah, he used what is a traditional French whitish cheese, right? Yes. But it, but because of, as he claims, he included saffron, that would change the whole balance of the thing. Yeah, so he um, is suing them. At first I was like, well, that's a little silly. But when you think of it, that can affect money in a big way. Like that, that affects a lot of stuff. Real dollars. Yeah. The people that won't come because you dropped a star. Also, I don't know if you remember this part of the article, but... He just got his Michelin star status back in 2018 because he had to retire for like 10 years because he had a really bad ski accident. So he wasn't even in the game for like 10 years. He just came back and got his Michelin star status going again. And then they did this. Over the course of a year, he got his three stars and then dropped to two? Um, I'm not quite sure. That timeline seems like I'm not quite sure if he just regained his status in 2018. Right. But he had been back for a few years or what? But he was out of the game for like 10 years. Right. So then he, since 2018, has had three stars and then was dropped down to two. So you can understand why this is really upsetting to yeah. him because he worked really hard to get back to that place after not being able to do it. Yeah. And then they just take it away. That blows. With no explanation. Yeah. I don't like that either. If I was like, you know, like down for like 10 years and I finally yeah. get back and then they're like, yeah, well, wrong cheese, boo. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he doesn't even know really if that's the case. It's just the only thing he's been able to get out of anybody. Yeah. He's tried to get them to send their notes or give him any kind of explanation or anything. Yeah. And they're not giving him that. Uh, Michelin did respond and say that uh, they've heard his complaints and they will um, look into it and address it in a calm manner. Which leads me to believe that they feel he's been yeah. too angry about it. But that's, also, like, that's his fucking livelihood and he's emotional about it. That's kind of understandable, though. Chefs tend to be famously hot-headed. Right. This is a hugely significant change, one that came without explanation and after a really probably stressful period of his life. <clears throat> there's, like, at least four reasons why they should have treated him better than this. Yeah. I'd be upset, too. Yeah. Well, I wish that I didn't waste the dress matches the drapes on an episode that you knew that you knew. That one was so good. <laughs> I, I really like that a lot. Did you like the deer disturbing crime? <laughs> That's pretty good, too. I was honestly, if I hadn't already heard the second one, I would have been like, OK, I can see that happening. Yeah. You know, stuff that uh, gets uh Attributed to people that's just animals. I could see it. So I think I've mentioned this before, but I know I have a good one when I can uh, start writing the story in my head. (laughs) So like, I don't have a whole story flushed out, but I have the basic ideas for what that story would look like. Yeah. Headline leads to like a somewhat like uh, Like actually more information about what would have happened. What was the deer doing? Um. (laughs) It was like cuddling with 
like the fake deer that you put in your yard and it kept breaking them. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I I regret also that I knew that second one. Oh, well, it happens. Hopefully our listeners didn't know the second one and they got a kick out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you probably you probably stumped some of them. Mm-hmm. I would tend to think so. If I stumped you, I need you to tell me because I have a fragile ego and <laughs> I did not get the boost that I needed. I apologize. It's okay. I forgive you. Um, But don't take away my third Michelin star. I refuse to. It's it's forever enshrined in our <clears throat> wall of stars. <laughs> <laughs> As you point at the wall. Yeah, which that is, has nothing. It has nothing on it. <sighs> but they don't know that. <laughs> well, they do now. Now they do. Uh, I think it's I think it's about time for (laughs) (laughs) Actually I think it's about time for a break. (laughs) Well done. All right, yes, let's take a little break. Uh (laughs) break break. And uh we'll come back with the main segment for the episode. All right. Sound good? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry for my creepy little bye at the end. I don't, of think that. That, I don't think that they heard that. I gotta think. I gotta edit that. You know, I want to edit it in right now. I want to put it in a few times because I don't know if it was audible unless it, you were listening for it. Well, it, I think so. I could hear it. I mean, I know it's there, but I I think you could hear it. Well, I, yeah, you're right. Actually, I think I just overlapped the music over it a little bit. But I'm going to undo that before this episode okay. goes out. So <laughs> if you didn't hear it, you can go back and re-listen and hear my little. It's so, it's not even, it's voiceless. It's so creepy. Yeah. So what happened is I was trying to say bye again and my voice just totally gave out (laughs) and then it sounds real creepy. Yeah. It was uh, pretty spoopy. Basically, you just hear the, like, the, the consonants, but there's no actual sound behind it. Like you hear the sound of the B without actual sound. It's weird. I I gotta make sure I actually edit this so that you can actually hear it, but. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so that done. Uh, it is the middle segment, the main segment. What are we doing? You don't even know what segment. Do you know what podcast we're on? Who is that? <laughs> uh, yes, I know what we're doing. Ha ha ha. I'm a real person. I'm a real person. Uh, it's main segment time. Do you want to introduce us? Sure. Because you do. You you added it to the list. Yes. As we have discussed. Yes. So when I came home today, um, I came into the room, their office, and you had this up and you were manic because <laughs> you're like, so the last time I talked to you about this, yeah, you hadn't really started research and you weren't sure None. if you're going to have enough. None. So then I came home from work. I was like, hey, are we doing an episode? Were you able to do it? And you're like, I have a lot. I have too much. Yeah. 
And then I looked at the screen and I was like, oh, shit. like 4,000 tabs open. <laughs> well, I saw the main one that said the name of this. Yeah. And you were like, who, who added this to the, who requested this? And I'm pretty sure that it was actually, I was doing research on something else and hint, the name came up. Yeah. And I briefly looked into it to see what they were talking about. And my knowledge of it is he's one of these, as I described it to you earlier, prolific writers it's just like lots of information and it means very little um but it's like kind of maybe a religion or a philosophy but not really sure because i i was like this is going on the list but this is a lot yeah and then i was gonna do it a couple weeks ago and i was like this is too much for right now uh, so I'm glad you did it. Oh, and it's, it's too much all right. We should preface. It, the topic is Dwayne the Great Writer. But we should preface that all that to get there. Yeah. Um, this is going to be unprecedented for us. Eh, yeah. Because it's going to be a two-parter consecutively back to back. This has not happened for <clears throat> me yet on this show. Because normally when you come when you come across a topic, you can typically find out what you want to remove and get down to, like, what the core story is. We're pretty good at, like, filling out or condensing down to fit into the general time of the episode. Yeah. Because it's usually, like you said, pretty easy to be like, yeah, it's not important. No, yeah. that needs to be said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But for this one, as I had figured that I had wrapped it up, I just pulled another thread and it just it kept going. Like... Once I thought I had figured out everything I wanted to say about this, I found, more. I found another wrinkle. And it's like this is a whole other story <laughs> in and of itself. Like, yeah, I don't know how to leave it out. So so this week is going to be Dwayne the Great Writer. And next week we will not be recording on Wednesday. It right. will be on Thursday. Yes. Um, but it will also be the second part of Dwayne the Great Writer. Right. And then the following Wednesday will be uh, me reporting on the seminar. So that's why we yeah. said we had a plan right. for the next several episodes. We can't stress enough. We never have a plan. <clears throat> we very rarely have any plan but we actually until have plan. like two days before. Um, so let me start talking about Dwayne the Great Writer here again, which, first of all, what a great name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... It's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Dwayne well, the Great Writer. Anything that starts with Dwayne and has two words afterwards. Anything that is named the Great Something is like, wow, what a self-congratulatory title that is. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, Dwayne the Great Writer does seem to be the main <laughs> name that he goes by, which is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> this is different than other topics we've covered in that I was very surprised to find very little, very little critical information on this. Yeah. Or commentary uh, from other people. And as we discussed earlier, you, you couldn't go to our typical sources. Like, yeah. usually there's something on Wikipedia. Yeah. But that was not the case with this. There isn't a Wikipedia entry. There isn't any mention of Dwayne the Great Writer on Reddit, except to mention him as a <laughs> recommendation for the Joe Rogan podcast. Really surprised me. Like, normally when we start on these, we can get someone's story about themselves. <laughs> we can get someone's opinion yeah. on that thing. You get like a pro and, and, and anti sort of point counterpoint thing. That 
didn't exist here. Well, the thing is, we are not unique in being curious. And mm-hmm. so when we never claim to be original sure. when we do this. So basically the point of this podcast is just to like take stuff that we think other people might also be interested in and give a little synopsis. Yeah. So you don't have to go tripping down the rabbit hole to figure it out. And you yeah. can decide if you want to go tripping down the rabbit hole to find out more. Yeah. But we never our... assume that like other people haven't done some of the work for us. It's almost always our guide to what the rest of the world knows about yeah. this thing. Yeah. It's like we're the Cliff's Notes version of the all the hard work other people put in. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm okay Which is, with that. Yeah. The, hey, that's that's fine with me too. Uh, but we, we're not different. usually doing the hard work ourselves. Well, I mean, you know. <clears throat> Man, a, this it's, not, it's, it's not like a style. new leaf for us. It's really You having <laughs> to do this detective work basically, me it's, going to a, a live <laughs> investigation. Yeah, right. What is happening uh, to Goose Chase Podcasts? Will it ever be the same? same, um, same? I, I don't know if it will be after this one, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> we might have broken our podcast. This one freaked me out uh, in a lot I of ways. I know. Um, <laughs> it really, it, I, like you said, I was manic. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much. There's so much. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I want to start. I also just want to quickly say that <laughs> I was in the other room trying to come up with my news quiz. Yeah. And you just kept laughing randomly and i'd be like what well you were like it's there's so much the thing is there's so much information some of it is really silly too Mm -hmm. i I mean i won't get into it until it's proper time but some of it is really silly information yeah um so let's start with this dwayne dwayne the great writer dot info is a website dedicated to spelling out what seems like Everything you need to know about Dwayne and Dwayne's writings and Dwayne's foundation and all the things that Dwayne believes. Okay. Um, It's the website for what is known as the New Presentation Foundation, which refer to themselves with the title All Humanitarian Educators. And all humanitarian is one word. And this is going to be a trend (laughs) Um, of odd spellings and unique spellings for things. I th- I'm wondering if it came up when I was doing the um the Castile soap episode, Doctor Bronner's, because he seems like that's this kind of guy where like it's just like a lot of things. He yeah. says a lot of things. Could be actually, yeah, actually it could be. I can see the connection. Oh wow! Um, a dog appeared. I'm I sorry, see. he startled me. So, uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> digging into what they think and what they're educating everyone on takes a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, the website itself is hard to interpret. Remember Dr. Gene Ray and the Time Cube website mm-hmm. that was just full of things that you really had to work to, to piece together. It was just like strange text, rede- redefined words and like concepts that were really for an in audience. Yeah, that's a lot like what this feels like. It's like you feel like you're coming in like everyone else had like a starter's manual. Yeah, kind of. And you're coming in like in the middle of it. It's written in such a way that like you should know this. Yeah. When I did the episode on David Icke, I tried to watch a YouTube video and there was so much jargon and like assuming you already knew what he was talking about that I had to stop after like 30 seconds and 
start a different way because <laughs> it was too much. That is actually why I didn't do this myself a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Because I was like, this is a lot and I don't even know where to start. And there's not that much information just popping up and right. I don't have time for this right now. That's the thing is when you start searching for this, you don't get a lot of great leads. Mm -mm. Did you notice that? Like from <laughs> yeah. Google, if you start searching for Dwayne the Great Writer, you get listings for books. Yeah, you find the material, but not information the about it. You don't find any, I, you can't find anything about him in the news pages. It's really weird to me that no one else, no one else is talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> no one's talking about it. I'm the only one talking about this. Here on Goose Chase for the first time, I'm the only one talking about this. <laughs> no one knows. And I was the one. I said Dwayne was a great writer, and it was true. <laughs> and he said, I like that. I'm taking that. And I said, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> we like that. We like this. We like this. It's great writer. We like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you got to laugh or you'll cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's cry about Dwayne the Great Writer. Yeah. Tell me all about so, it. So, um, yeah. So this website was established in 2010, which surprised me, actually. Okay. Um, I don't know why I expected it to be around longer. Not sure why. Uh, I think it's because the design of the website is really weird. There's like... Big it feels images really and 90s. Long running big text that's like too big for the page and it changes sizes all over the place, right? It has the feel of like being like Dr. Gene Ray's Time Cube website. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the, the top of the page is a big splash image. It's got a golden N floating in the clouds and it introduces the foundation and it says uh, it, that we recognize the all natural, one word, environment that supports all of us. Um, there, I the best way to talk about what this website is is just to break it down to its themes, because there's so much repetition and things, the circuitous stuff that comes back around on itself. You know, like the best way to talk about it is what are the common themes of the website. Mm -hmm. So that's what I try to do here. Um, the number one, the books. Uh, after all, we're talking about a great writer, right? Yeah. Uh, so what did he write? Uh, it seems like Dwayne is the <clears throat> author of the Adventurous series. Adventurous, T-U-R-I-S. Capital I-S even. So like Adventurous? Adventurous? Yeah, I guess. Um, there are at least nine of these books, according to the website. Uh, I thought that they were a fictional series of books because they all feature like some person on the cover who is illustrated in like a kind of. Not that professional looking style, I guess. Mm -hmm. eh, I guess they look okay. Um, they have like kind of a sci-fi feel to them. Uh, they have weird names on them like Rebazar Tars. Rebazar <laughs> Tars. Uh, it's pronounced Rebazar. Oh, God. I'm, there's Every time you say something new, I'm like, maybe <laughs> it was this episode. Yeah. I don't know. Now I think maybe it was the There's Shirley MacLaine episode with the lady who was channeling. Yeah, it could be. Oh, God. It's it could like, be so many things that we talk about. There's crossovers. There's <laughs> crossovers. Uh, I think a big part of this will boil down to just Los Angeles. Um, but I'll, okay. I'll get to this. Um, also, one of the concepts that pops up a lot is uh, all is, which is the all natural environment. Uh, it's the return to a natural, healthy planet, including real food, real water, real air. Also all one word. Um, yes. And what makes sense? Uh, the return to what makes sense. Bo, go away. 
Bo, go go lay down. Um, lay down, Bo. So they uh, they also have two moveon.org petitions that they reference on this page over and over again. They're active moveon.org petitions. I'll come back to them. Um, Is that similar to change.org? Yeah, they're like, it's petitions. It's petition stuff, you know. Okay. It's more or less what you're thinking. Um, they refer to themselves as worldwide educators. Uh, they do this, uh, WWEs, worldwide educators, <laughs> wonderful worldwide educators, WWWEs, brave environmental educators, or BEES, that last S is cheating, or Bs. Bees. They have all these weird names for themselves, <clears throat> right? Uh, I think I've already figured out what this is all about. Okay. It's just bees. Just bees. Just bees. It's it's just bees. It is not. Oh. Yeah. I got excited. That I was, like bees. That was a good guess, but there's no actual bees. Ah, oh, damn it. They have an emphasis on singing. Okay. And it's not just singing in general. <laughs> it's specifically singing a particular song. It's written out oh. as sing new. It looks like new dash u dash u dash u dash u on the, as they write it. The and it's pronounced N U dash U dash U dash U. That's it's, it's pronounced new you 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 Okay. So this is reminding me of something else. This okay. is reminding me of something I haven't talked about, which is um Welcome to This Is Your Podcast. <laughs> well this Memories is, of Podcast. We haven't and past. we haven't talked about it on this podcast. Okay. Reminds me of something talked about on another podcast, which was Ono Ross and Carrie. They did um Episodes about a group called Akinkar, and they sing something called... Keep that name in mind. Okay. They Keep sing something called mind. The Hue. Yes. Where that, they that, go, that, Hue. I will get to this. All right. Now I feel like <laughs> I'm digging in. Yes. That is absolutely where this is going. Okay. 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 okay, um, okay. They also have a weird emphasis on surfing. Uh, like a lot of it. Like I remember seeing like a surfer on one of these books. It's all over the place. Their website has dudes surfing on everything. Okay, um, this doesn't get any more LA. You're right. <laughs> this is so Southern California. It's sickening. I, it's it's like so specific. If if I gave you all this information, you know, you could point it out on a map. You know what? It's tubular. Pretty tubular. Pretty rad. Rad. <laughs> it's trying to catch some powder. You know. Oh wait, that's snowboarding. that's snowboarding. <laughs> But anyway. impressive if you catch powder while you're surfing. Well, you're just surfing somewhere way too cold. You should go <laughs> home. Um, so, yeah, one of the site's main images is this gigantic space-like sea resort, it looks like, with a surfer dude on it. Except the best part is the surfer is surfing in the sky and there's butterflies everywhere. I love it. It's like really very imaginative illustration. Very yeah. imaginative stuff. <clears throat> I think that's the image I remember seeing. Um, also, there's an emphasis on what they call dream visions or um, gosh, it's uh, written elsewhere here in my notes, but they, they, they call it like the real, real life or real. Uh, I forget exactly what they call it, but the, uh, this idea of like the real, the, the real realm, what's real, you know, which occurs to you in your dream visions, which is literally just like your dreams are reality. And interpreting them or getting to them or seeing through them is like part of accessing what's real. God, this is this is so weird. 
Um, Because it's it's getting into stuff I know about, but not because of this. Well, there's there's overlap. (laughs) What I tell you, there's overlap here. Um, Let's get back to this Rebazar Tars. Um, This is a person who is depicted on the the cover of one of the books. His name comes up uh, in a few places online. Um, Actually, kind of um, one of the easier to find, also highly unique uh, names, right? Yeah. Uh, he appears as a dusky looking man with a blue robe and a yellow sash and a big walking stick. Um, and the, uh, on the on the main page of the site, the caption says, Rebazar Tars says, sing the new you now. This is real. All caps is. You know, um, me thinks doth protesteth too much. You know, if you have to announce this is real, it makes it seem like maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't have to say that if yeah, you're it's right. real. Normally things kind of stand for them, themselves at some point, but they, yes. they really do declare this. But that's also a common theme that I find later is this, the new you song and mm-hmm. their emphasis on it. It's seen, they see it as a technology, right? They see it as like a tech that is used that anyone can have access to. <laughs> that costs nothing. Hold, hold on. <laughs> So, yeah, they see it as a, a, essentially a usable tool and that anyone can have access to it. I'm I'm <clears> now <throat> wondering if I heard of this through like Ono Ross and Carrie, like they mentioned him in relation to other things. And that's we why I thought of it. We have spent so much of this episode talking I'm about sorry. where you've heard this I'm from. I'm sorry. It's bugging the <laughs> crap out of me. Well, but uh, let let's go. ignore it. I'll yes. try. I'll try really hard. The thing is, there's overlap with all kinds of things. You could You could hear about this. Tangentially through like four or five different research. That's topics. why it's crazy that there's not more specifically about this. But it's only when you don't know what to look for. Okay. In other words, if you approach Google and you're just simply looking for, you know, um, what's the name? Dwayne uh, the Great Dwayne, Writer. Dwayne the Great Writer. You'll get directed to what I believe. I'll just skip to this now. I believe that what you are seeing on the first and second and third pages, maybe of those results, is a very well, very well uh, manicured Google presence. Okay. A uh, you know someone is particularly <clears throat> good at their, at managing their rankings, or or that that name in particular is used only in very specific stuff, unassociated with everything else. Okay. Once you pop the hood up, there's a lot of things that are connected to each other that don't seem to be until you know what to start searching. You for. get into the meat and potatoes of it. The more you look, you start to f- find names and you search for those names and you find addresses. And you search those addresses, you find like email addresses and other websites. And oh, wow. I'm telling you. David's I, eyes are real crazy <laughs> right now, guys. Because I pulled the threads. This is why I was so excited to do this one. Yeah. The thing is, it might it, seem it easy feels, in retrospect. It feels good. Right? It feels good when you, like, actually get to do the work a little feel, bit and you feel, feel like, like you find something. I feel like I'm pulling a Pepe Sylvia here, Liz. There is no <laughs> Carol in HR. <laughs> like, I'm really, like, I kind of followed as much as I could. Anyway, um, so I'm going to drop it there. Um, another thing is that you can apparently donate for these. They they have PayPal links all over the place. And the other websites associated with this also have PayPal links all over the place. Uh, tend to be about uh, how you can use the new UUU song um, to achieve real truth and real freedom. Um, but the overall <laughs> goal, if I can just like cut to the chase a bit, is it seems like the, the stated purpose is to wake people up to something. 
which is not a totally unique promise, right? Wake it's up, like, sheeple. Right, exactly. The wake up, the wake up, sheeple promise is like fairly common to a lot of different philosophies and practices and religions, you know, and uh, you know, technologies of being. However, you look at it, right? I think we've talked about it many times, but like everyone wants to feel like. They're mm -hmm. in on something and they know the real truth or they have the answers to why we're supposed to be here or what their purpose is in yeah. life. And like everyone's kind of maybe not everyone. Some people just aren't curious, but a lot of people are searching for answers. Yeah. And things like this are what some people find. Also reminding me of the no true Scotsman fallacy. Do you remember that one? Yeah, like describe like a, it. It's like a, a logical fallacy in rhetoric where like... No true Scotsman would do... Yeah, you redefine the terms of the thing to make your argument work. So the classic example was no <laughs> Scotsman puts sugar on his porridge. And then someone would say, well, my grandfather is a Scotsman and he puts sugar on his porridge. So naturally the person unable to accept this as no true Scotsman would yeah. put sugar on his porridge. Which is... Yeah. It's just redefining the terms of things... Ad hoc to suit suit your purposes. Yeah. Um, and it strikes me that whenever we hear things about like what the real reality is, you know, what's really going on, it's for a purpose. People are redefining what seems to be the obvious truth for a purpose. And yeah. if you are hip to that, you'll see why. You'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that literally is the no true Scotsman. <laughs> sort of. And I could be like. Well, that's not my reality, and yeah. they'll be like, "Well, the real reality." And it's ir it's irrefutable on some level because yeah, there's no argument against it. Anyway, let's move forward. I want to talk about a name that pops up on this website quite a bit as a contact person or point of email, and that is someone named Dwayne Hepner. Okay, Dwayne Hepner um, is, is he a great writer? <laughs> he is the great writer. He is the Dwayne of uh, Dwayne the Great Writer. Um, All right. He his name pops up as like a like a Gmail address or whatever to email or contact or whatever. So when I found this was when I was like, oh great, finally a name I can tie yeah. to this whole thing, right? So I started searching for the name Dwayne Hepner. I mm -hmm. searched for Google search results. I searched for news results, and I went reasonably far in, and I also found an address, which was also. Was it publicly available or was it part of – I think I found it because you can run what is known as a who is search on a website. Mm -hmm. So you can You can take, see who published it. Yeah, you can see with the ICANN registration or whatever it is for when you get a domain, you can see the, the where they registered it, the, the person that registered it, and the address they gave. You Unless can, they take precautions yes. to not make that available. Which, you can pay extra to have yeah. that made private. Um, he did not on this. So I was able to find his address uh, uh, listed uh, in Huntington Beach, California. Okay. Um, again, this is public information. Um, but I was able to track it down, and um, I thought that that might lead me to more, like to a lot more, right? Because now it's like oh, we have a town and we have a name, and maybe I can figure out like, oh, maybe I can find some speaking engagements or like some things that this person has done in town that would lead mm -hmm. me to like more public information. Mm -hmm. A black box. A black box, a dead end of information. Hmm. I really was surprised because, well, I'll get into later why I was so surprised, but they have a bigger footprint than I thought. Okay. Um, 
the name, if I search Dwayne Hepner in quotes and then Huntington Beach, I got 582 pages on okay. Google. Okay. That's like nothing on Google. Okay. Right? Um, a lot of those are web pages that are like mylife.com, which are like. Yeah, the, like the search. They're extortion pages is what they yeah. are. Because what they do is they say, oh, this, you search yourself and they go, oh, you know, this person has. Uh, records that you can pay to look up or mm-hmm. you can buy this page and claim it and lock it down. Oh, so yeah. So they want yeah, yeah, you yeah. to go there to shut down the page on yourself. It's, is that a, it's like, extortion. Is that like one of the things that's like they make it seem like it's a social media thing and they grab info from your other public social media pages and they make like quotes that um, you said, but it's not like they rearrange information. You know what? I didn't see quotes, but I did see sort of like here is towns they have lived. Here is possible records. Okay. Here is I've, where they might have gone to school. I've definitely seen those pages too. Yeah, but I've also seen ones that look like a social media page. I think it's like my web like, life or something like that. I think I've yeah. seen that before. Yeah, they like try to make it seem like it's you, and it says potentially yes. false things. And if you want it to not, you have to pay to get into yes. it. Yes, the entire purpose of those is to extort you. Yes. So there are some of those pages for him. Um, there are, you know, basically a lot of low quality pages, but very, very little outside of these. I was very surprised. I did find some things. One mention in LATimes.com in June 19th of 2000. Uh, it was a sort of a workshop listed that said Dwayne Hepner offers, quote, the secret knowledge of your dreams, end quote, workshop from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, at uh, the latest thing, 270 East 17th Street, Costa Mesa. Right. So this is wherever the workshop was hosted for five bucks. Right. Five bucks. Five bucks. Um, <clears throat> that which, was probably before he became the great writer. That's like a whole half month of new you, 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 you trainings. Yeah. He was he was just a good writer then. <laughs> it, it takes a while to become a great writer. It does. And lots of practice. Um, I also found something else which concerned me. Uh, it was a ripoffreport.com complaint, which, of course, that is a website you go to to complain about something you're already mad about. Yeah. So it's worth taking, like, with a grain of salt, you know, like, sometimes what people say, because you don't arrive at a site where you report being ripped off without being, like, kind of highly motivated. Yeah. Right? It's it's not like a, a neutral space. No, Where people not. also say positive things. No, you're going to just get negative things. Yeah, that's like uh, the shit on my business dot biz or whatever. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get happy people to show up. Um, anyway, uh, this is someone's. They, they went by the initial S, and they levied what I think is a pretty serious complaint. Um, I don't know how seriously to take this, but I'm going to read this in their words because someone felt strongly enough to write this. Okay. So, you know, I'm not making any claims to the veracity of it, but this is, this is what someone had to say. Uh, what I didn't expect and was shocked to, to learn was that he was lying to me. Not just lying about one or two things, but everything. He secretly aimed to control and manipulate me to get what he wanted. The level of outright trickery he uses is strange, shocking, and extreme. Dwayne literally makes up stories about people, uh, spirituality, and life that are totally false and pretends it's all truth. His whole focus has a very dark and negative feeling that does nothing but put other people down. Whenever you watch anything, when you're done, you feel only dark emotions. He teaches to always put other people down and put himself above them under his foot. He secretly uses techniques that disempower his members and make them easier to control. I can think of a million examples, but here is one. He puts a big emphasis on dreams. 
There is a secret reason for this. Even an amateur astral projector can do it and control other people's dream images to conform to their agendas, and that is why pseudo-spiritual teachers put the greatest emphasis on dream work. And he does. He does things that are far worse than this. Dwayne calls other people predators, but he is the real predator. I have interacted with a lot of different groups, and his is the most dark and negative and the biggest ripoff I have ever encountered in 40 years. I don't know what to make of that. It's <sighs> not that specific. It's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of very vague stuff there. So I don't know exactly how seriously to take that. But someone wrote it about someone that has very, very little information available about them. So I thought it was relevant. It smacks of someone <clears throat> who's still in. Not specifically this group, but they're in Maybe. these kinds of groups. Yeah. The, the like astral projection comment and yeah. like saying certain things as though they are true and accepted. And oh, it reads it, like someone, it reads like someone who's like from the, these circles. Yes. For sure. Very new age. Uh, I don't know. The thing about dreams is very interesting. I do think there's something about people's dreams that I don't know. They're very like personal and they're like this intimate thing that you share. And then for someone to, like, arrive at any kind of knowledge of you through them, even if it's just a cold read, has to feel very intimate if you're receptive to it. Mm -hmm. Right? What exactly um, does he say about dreams? Did you come across any of that? Uh, I, I, wrote, I, I got some vague details, but nothing concrete. I chose to sort of not go too far into that because there's so there's so much here. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just curious because, like I said, I, I already see a connection to Eck yeah. and Carr, and they also put a lot of emphasis on dreams. Dreams are seen, I think, as like what is real. They're like, like when you're dreaming, yeah. you're like looking through to something that is realer than your real life. Yeah, like everything in your dreams is yeah. real or there's truth to it. Yeah. Specifically in Eck and Carr, the leader, essentially, a different name for it, of Eck and Carr mm -hmm. um, appears to you in your dreams and can like answer your questions and give you the truth and things like that. Yeah. So that's why I was curious if he's making claims like that, that he can do that or if he's just like interpreting people's dreams or, I or what. I believe the thing is you can't, it's hard. You can't really find that much about what he is telling people directly without just like reading all of his books. Yeah. The thing is there's like, there, there are nine of them. They are some of them are like three or four hundred pages, like, and I'm sure they're very difficult. I did a little bit of like the Amazon look inside just to get a sense mm -hmm. of like what's the writing style. You know, like what am I going to get into here? And it is hard to read. I will tell you, for a great writer, a dude does not know his way from the beginning to an end of a sentence. <sighs> now that's not very nice of me to say, but it's how I feel right now. No, that's no. There's. It's, it's purposeful. That's it's, the thing. It's purposeful. It's a very meandering way of speaking that probably I think works really well in conversation. Yeah. But when you're writing, there is a there's a need for structure and like every everything you say to have a point towards something. Um, you're 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 building something that is much more Im structurally important than just off the cuff speech. Well, it's like we say about this show. Like, there's an angle. There's an angle that we follow to make things make sense. Like yeah. there's a way in to form a narrative. So yeah. it's interesting for people to listen to yeah. and you can make sense of it yourself and parse things and other people can understand it. Yes. And that's what you have to do when you write in general is like 
figure out what you want to say and find the right way to lead up to the most important bits so it's Mm -hmm. understandable. And if your, like, thoughts are scattered and you're just, like, speaking about five things at once, that's, like, that's insufferable. That's, like, difficult. Also, like, not to be, like, you know, like, super stupid about it or anything, but, like, there's, like, you know, a lot of misspellings and stuff like that. It's just, like, not great writing. In that sense, <laughs> I shouldn't feel bad about saying that. It's not no. great writing. Um, no, he calls himself Dwayne the Great Writer. <laughs> you, it is fair to make yeah. an observation about whether or not objectively the right. writing is even good, let alone great. But you know, like I like to try to go out of my way to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not particularly. As we get sued by Letter Kenny, <laughs> I will say it leaves a lot to be desired in the writing department. All right. How's that? Um. So anyway, um, I found one other thing about Dwayne Hebner that was actually really interesting. It was an uh, his appearance on an episode of the Fireside Chat series on BBSRadio.com. I really wanted to look more into what BBS Radio is. Um, but what I was able to determine is it's a radio program, very likely online radio. Um, and this Fireside Chat series may not all be sort of like uh, sort of a mystical type stuff. But this particular host is someone who knows he, he calls himself the zany mystic. Uh, his, okay. name, his name is Lance White. Um, and he does a series of interviews on bbsradio.com, And one of those was with Dwayne Hebner, which yeah, surprised right. me because I was starting to think he wasn't even a real human being. Yeah, because you can't find pictures of him and Mm -hmm. that's really weird like this guy gives seminars later as you will find out he's organized events um fundraisers now i'm skeptical of all of these but they are claimed to exist and there exists like some evidence that some of those events actually happened and there's other people who appear in videos and stuff as surrogates for him so that's all real but it's you don't see him. And and so this hmm. audio recording of him doing an interview was kind of a breakthrough for me because I was like, OK, I could tie this down to a person. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, he speaks with the zany mystic. Right. So, uh, I very quickly searched BBS radio. Yeah. And it looks like it's the kind of thing that. Uh, is it all like coast to coast? Like what is. It? No, it seems like. It is internet radio, so to speak. But yeah. basically, it seems like it's possible. It's just like a bunch of different podcasts or radio shows. Like anyone can get but on it. Yes. There's a, a tab on the main page that says become a host. Well, there you go. And, and when you go to that tab, it okay, says... I saw that too. Host your own talk show. Professional talk shows done right. And there's an 888 <laughs> number... Or a 323 number you can call. Um, It says, we are reliable, well-established, extremely knowledgeable, and we have the sophistication. Our service, our website, and our software are legendary. It's not free. You got to pay for this. No, no, no. I'm totally seeing the the gears are turning now. It's for people who want a podcast but don't know how to do it. Or want a radio show but don't know where to start. Yeah. You pay them probably something kind of pricey. Yeah. And what you get is a human being you can call on the phone that will help you through everything you need to know to do it. Yes. And I'm sure they give you some resources and you start whatever you want to start. Sure. Whatever kind of show. Makes sense. So – 
that's that makes sense that there's the zany mystic, but there I'm sure there's all kinds of different shows yeah. that use this uh, service, I guess. Right. Uh yes. Did you see their logo? It's like a it's weird like little a weird baby. It's like face? a purple baby with headphones. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a detail. It's not, you know. Anyway. Yeah, it is. It's like a it's like a purple baby <laughs> with a weird open mouth and large headphones. He's a very He's adorable a, baby grape. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a, a little baby grape. <laughs> Weird. Uh, anyway, uh, the Zany Mystic is one of these hosts, and we actually have an hour's worth of interview with Dwayne Hebner, which I listened to 40 some odd minutes of. Does his having listened to him, yeah. the way he talks, does it sound like the way he writes? Like, does that no. track? Oddly, he sounds much more put together in speech. They should call him the great talker, mm-hmm. but they don't. They don't. Um, he, uh, he, honestly, he does sound, he, he, even though he's talking about things that you would, your head would just pop. I mean, yeah. including reptilians, by the way, which is like core and fundamental to all of this, I found out. And they talked about David Icke more than once, which is very interesting oh, to me. Oh, it's all connected. And chemtrails. We might have to end this show. This might be the end of the show. <laughs> we Everything's did it, everyone. connected. We found the heart of uh, we, we found, found the heart it. of Wu, and we destroyed it. This is it. <laughs> this is this was the this whole. This is what s- the whole thing was coming up. The was whole leading in Smog's armor that we stabbed, and now the show is over. We've defeated the great <laughs> evil. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, like it's uh, underneath this umbrella goes everything. Yeah, the, it's it's the. It feels bizarre that it's connected to like everything. It's so many of these things are like, and so many you know of why? these types of people have like they believe everything. They believe so many things. You know what it is? I feel like it's like when you're in a beach town and there's a long pier and there's like eight t-shirt shops, mm. and, but like they know that you're gonna walk out of one t-shirt shop and into the next t-shirt shop, so they just hope that it's your t-shirt shop that they're in when you decide to make a purchase. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me is there's all these umbrella wacko things and they're just catching someone leaving one group and looking for another one. And so it doesn't really matter what you believe if you can just catch everybody. So without I I don't want to make a judgment prematurely on this particular thing or group or guy. Yeah, well, you can tell my opinion, but but a lot of these groups are predatory Mm. and that's why you're exiting their t-shirt shop (laughs) right? but just because you exit one t-shirt shop of this ilk doesn't mean you don't believe in what they're selling right exactly then you go to the next one that's That's very similar that's what i'm saying is it's about if you have as big a door as possible and as wide a tent as possible Mm -hmm. you catch all the fish that escaped one net to land in another one when we did the Teal Swan episode, there was that person who, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, had she like been, got out, had been involved, and she left. And she one thing I found thing. interesting was she still seemed to have very similar beliefs, even though it happened years. She was still interested in similar groups, yeah, because it the same thing happens with all of these groups scientology is another one some people get out and they still believe in the technology yeah they just believe that someone was abusing power and using it the wrong way yes it's like you get out a little bit but you it's 
hard to admit that everything you believe is wrong. Uh-huh. It's easier to admit that someone took advantage of you, which is absolutely true in a lot of cases, but it's hard to like completely distance yourself from that. And that's why there are so many groups that believe yeah. so many of the same things. Well, especially in the, in the same area. There's a reason yeah. that like Los Angeles attracts and circulates a lot of the same kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. You could talk about that for a while, but I want to yeah. move on for a second here. All right. Because, um, oh boy, where was I? Uh, so in the course of all that interview, I learned a number of things. Some mm-hmm. of them were big. Some of them were small. Uh, I learned that, and this is an interview from 2000. Oh, God, I wrote it down, didn't I? I thought you said 2000, but I might be misremembering No, that. you know what? I'm not sure I actually wrote it down. That's annoying. I think it was in like 2012. No, it was about 2012. Anyway, uh, I learned that uh, he describes himself as a general contractor, which checked out with another address I found. I looked up and cross-referenced the address and found information for, uh, you know, uh, contracting. It was a, oh gosh, was it wasn't roofing. I forget specifically. It doesn't matter. Um, he's a general contractor. He is a surfer. Oh, wow. Surprise. 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 Uh, he was in his sixties at the time of that interview. Um, uh, and I learned that he holds the matrix in very high regard, uh, oh, as a okay. real thing, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I learned that, uh, he was on this to be interviewed about what he calls the all solar research vessel. Which is his main oh, solar, primary dream. Word? Uh, I wrote it down as two, but it's probably one. <laughs> I just, it, it seems like anytime yeah. they use all, it yeah. blended with the next word. It was meant to be stationed at the Huntington Beach Pier once it was built. This is one of the things that their petitions were about, was to get this thing built. And the idea was that it would harvest natural energy, clean the air, and entertain everybody. Um, That's... That's a big... It's weird for a research vessel to also be a party vessel. Yeah. But that's the thing that dude was air surfing above, I think, is the big old floaty vessel. Oh, okay. Because I was like, this looks like a ship, kind of, but it's got, like, beach chairs around the outside of it. So it's like a party zone and also research zone. Come sit around the party log. Yeah. (laughs) The party log? Yes. (laughs) All right. I don't know what that is. That's all right. Party tube? The party tube? Yeah. What is the party tube? Uh, it's, uh, it's what I'm naming it. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean the vessel? The vessel. I'm the calling great. it party tube. <laughs> party tube? <laughs> <laughs> I was Hashtag like, party tube. I was tube. like, is there just a tube, a log on the thing? I was, I, doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only in that I was able to find when trying to figure out where all these ideas came from, because I was curious, like, is this all stuff he invented? Or not. And as you know, that is not, it is not all his formulation. Mm-hmm. I found this out by following the name Rebazar Tars, a very specific name, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and one that naturally you would be curious about. It led me to an actual Wikipedia entry. Uh, wow. Yes, for something I had never heard of, but which you have, which is Ekankar. It sounded like an Ekankar name. Let me give you a little bit of information on Ekankar. It was a religion founded by a man named Paul Twitchell in mm-hmm. 1965. He also died in 1971. So like literally six years after that. Um, people dispute his age, but he was almost definitely 68 when he died. Um, his name also appears in the title and contents of some of Dwayne's books. Uh, Dwayne actually refer- refers to him directly. 
Uh, and uh, I'm not sure if I just said, but in the title of at least one book, uh, which is very interesting to me. I mean, if he calls him Paul, but it's that Paul. OK. Um, the church is headquartered still. It is still around. Uh, apparently they have uh, members in 100 countries, but, you know. Yeah. So you does, fudge the numbers so on the Scientology, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, they're in Ch- Ch- Chanhassen, Chanhassen, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Chanhassen. I don't know how to say the town name, I was, but I knew they were in Minnesota. I was going to say Minnesota. this. Minnesota. I was going to say they also sing, but you know this. You want to know what they sing? He... <laughs> I wrote that. It's funny as hell to me that someone was like, no, the song is super important. It's new. And then someone else is like, no, this the song is very important, but it's who. (laughs) And then just religious violence and, you know, (laughs) years of crusades. I don't know. Um, so we're, you're given like a, a taste of Ekinkar. Yeah. If anyone is interested in learning a lot, lot more. Listen to a different podcast. Yeah. Not by us. And maybe we'll do an episode specifically on it, but Ono, Ross and Carrie covers it in great detail. They went to like a conference thing and they talk about Paul Twitchell and a lot of different people who were involved. So, uh, if you're very curious about that, go mm. there, I guess for now. Something you might want to know. Mm-hmm. The church was first founded in Las Vegas. Hmm. It moved in 1975 to Menlo Park, California. And then in 1986, moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Like you do. So anyway, um, it's just worth noting that they were in like California for like 11 years. It would not be. Too big a stretch to me to find that that is where the connection came uh, between, uh, you know, Dwayne, the great writer and uh, Ekinkar. And you can definitely still go to some events of theirs in California. It's just like their main events yeah. and headquarters are usually in Minnesota. That's the thing is these some of these things just don't die, even if they leave town and even if they mm-hmm. like they break off, which I again, as I think part of why Dwayne, the great writer and his works are able to continue like this. Um, there is, this is something you might want to know, and it may not surprise you. From 1956 to 1959, Paul Twitchell was a member of the Church of Scientology. Very interesting. And Mm -hmm. incredibly, not only was he part of the staff and had a whole bunch of responsibilities, including writing for their publications, he was one of the first people declared clear. Hmm. I didn't know that. I I didn't know that he dabbled in Scientology. I did not know he was clear. This is according to the entry on him on Wikipedia. It is cited. I can't necessarily validate that that citation, but it is a cited claim. Um, So anyone who is not super familiar with Scientology, basically going clear is a process of their courses that they teach. Technologies. Their technologies, if you will, um, <laughs> to basically make you the best person possible. And they have a lot of uh, interesting beliefs about why people have the problems they have. Yes. But essentially, they say if you use their methods and pay good money for their courses, 
you can rid yourself of the things causing you all of your problems. Mm -hmm. And if you do that and spend a bunch of money and do it the right way, you can go clear, which according to them would not only solve these problems for you, but would get rid of everything holding you back, which would allow you to have special powers. Yeah, the unfortunate reality is that it is a rat's nest of uh, blackmail and uh, abuse that destroys families and uh, ruins lives. But yes. but oh. you could not have to wear glasses anymore. <laughs> that is the perfect counterpoint. Thank you. <laughs> also, there's a lot of people who have supposedly gone clear and they still wear glasses. Yep. So there's that. Anyways, moving on because there's uh, that's mostly what I found. Um, you know, he was he was the first to write the name of an ancient Ek master named Re- Rebazartars. Um, there is no proof that that is an actual person or a stand-in for an actual person or anyone's actual name ever. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, so moving on a little bit, and I'm approaching near the end of this because. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> um, I found it interesting that so many of Dwayne's books list Paul as the co-author. Okay. But you wouldn't know that if you searched for Dwayne the Great Writer. Yeah. This is the kind of thing. The Google searches are so interesting. If you search for Dwayne the Great Writer, you get Dwayne wrote all these things. Mm-hmm. But if you search differently or you search for uh, you search for Paul in particular, uh, or if you search just for, um, uh, I keep forgetting his stupid name, Rebus Artars. Mm -hmm. Um, if you search for those things, you'll arrive at book listings also on amazon.com or places like that, Mm -hmm. which list all three of them as the author. Hmm. So Paul and Dwayne and Rebazar are all the author. Um, and you don't know that unless you know what to search for, which is again, just to highlight, how odd it is hmm. that it's sort of it just seems like it's very carefully managed so that if you only know this name, that's 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 the that's the Wizard of Oz. I kind of want to publish a blog post now about this <laughs> well, once you're done. You gotta so, get a blog. Well, oh, we, can, do, we can do we, this we on can our write, website. Yeah, we can write text posts on there. Um, but so people. Other people who are curious have an easy way in. Well, I guess they could find this episode. The likelihood of us, you know, actually uh, arriving in the search results for this is probably True. actually low, but who knows? Um, I don't know. I can find a way to boost it. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, I suspect that that is the reason that the name Dwayne the Great Writer actually exists. I think it's a conscious rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. It establishes a new online presence mm-hmm. that does trace back to some other things but you really got to dig for it yeah right and and it doesn't i don't know maybe it's not i mean because the the thing is it links back very clearly to like other websites owned by them but okay but here's the interesting thing it's like on the dwayne the great writer website there's links to all kinds of other sites right Mm -hmm. but a lot of those don't exist or they, like they're old and they or are it's like a defunct. Parked, yeah, it's either defunct or a parked domain or just up for sale and you never know what happened, you know. Um, so a lot of those, like basically nothing linking from that page actually works. But 
again, when you know what to look for, you can find other pages associated with people associated with those things they were linking yes. to. So this is a <laughs> so it would be like an old website for Ekinkar, but then if you just search for I don't know, a word well, that was in that website, yeah, not so much Ekinkar. It is. I know. Just I mean, a, just yes. as an example. As an example, yes, exactly. If you know, if you find interesting things to like cross reference or like search off of, you can find other things that are all related. Mm-hmm. I will give you an example, and I want to say first, I have a creepy feeling about this. <laughs> like, it's just weird. It's like, like. It's it's almost like walking through an internet graveyard or something. Like, how yeah. is this the only stuff here? Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so, for example, there was this odd thing that they had established uh, called the Porpoise Club. Porpoise? Porpoises? Porpoise? Like, like porpoise, like yeah. the animal. Yes, like porpoises. The Porpoise Club. <laughs> Which... <laughs> It was just like something like a porpoise with a purpose or some. It didn't seem to mean anything uh, except. Excuse me. The plural is porpoise. Clearly. It's not. <laughs> uh, I don't know that. But like this was like their like club to get kids excited about like environmentalism. Weird. The thing is that doesn't. That's not off <laughs> I mean, brand to me. That's not off brand to me. No, it's not. It's just porpoises specifically and the uh, weird name for the club. And yeah, I know. And, uh, it's just weird. Well, you remember I referred to them as the worldwide educators or the, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. the bees. Yeah. The, the WWEs or the WWEs or W oh, WWEs. Yes. Well, yes. So then here's the thing. There's also the WWEs and they are not mentioned on the main site that I saw. I didn't recognize it. All right. What's the WWEs? Oh, exactly what it stands for it's clearly like worldwide educators something right anyway if you follow if you back follow the porpoise club and you start searching for that on google images you can find a poster for a charity event from september 8th 2018 oh wow which had itself was a link to another site that I wouldn't have found any other way except through Google Im- images, cross-referencing that's the so Porpoise Club. That's so weird that these links are, like, broken, but then it's, it's still so, referencing yes. something that's current. Because it's not how anything else on the internet works. The internet's smart, and it knows what things are related to each other, and you will yeah. find them in, in, in related searches. But this is distinct and separate, and I had to follow a Google image link to get to it, and it took me to the WWEE.club website. Okay. Yeah, that's another thing that makes it difficult. They they don't use like dot com. They right. use like dot, dot info, info dot club. Yeah. Yes. It's odd. And and then that's also why like I was typing URLs like why can't I get here? I was just here. Oh, that's right, it's a dot info. Like it's all like things are weirdly dissociated. Mm-hmm. Um, I that feels intentional. I wonder why it is, but I don't know. Like I don't want to cast aspersions about it, but it's odd, right? Yeah. Um Anyway, I that. think I think that rebranding thing is a good place to start with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's to me, it seems like very intentionally presenting different faces of a thing. Yeah. So on the WWEE.club site, um, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of things all about how we are going to save the planet and educate each other and join a workshop or like come to an event or whatever. And then also here's things. By other WWEE.club members like this guy named John Ellis, who is the creator of a deuterium depleted water filtration machine. Which is <laughs> the video is great. It's it's <laughs> the video is so good because it starts with um, explaining who is John Ellis. Did you know that in 1957 he had the longest discus throw in the world? Well, clearly that's related. <laughs> I loved that so much because I'm like. 
cool, but like kind of off topic. Tell me about this water. Um, he also engineered top secret switches that keep our planes safe even today. Top, so top secret. They, We're we discussing it you, in this video. We can't even tell you what they are, but they're switches and they're and keeping they're your plane safe. Keeping you safe. Uh, there's, All right. It's amazing. There's so much stuff on there. This is just one of the things that's like fascinating. It's not the Kangen water machine, is it? No, it's not. Okay. It's it's it it removes deuterium from your water. Um, what is, is, there de- what is deuterium? deuterium? I don't in know. my water. There might be. There might not be. I stopped at the claim. I had seen enough when I heard about his discus throw and his switch making. <laughs> um, but there are. So here's the other thing on this website. There are photos of what seem like big events. So this is where. My mind went like really open on this. And I was just like, okay, what is this is where I had more questions than answers. I know what deuterium is, by the way. Why don't you tell me before I make this sorry next step? <laughs> I thought I'd heard it, so I wanted to look it up. Um water in which the hydrogen and the molecules is partly or wholly replaced by the isotope deuterium, used especially as a moderator in nuclear reactors. Wait a minute. So why would my why would my water wait? Hold on. It's an isotope. Yeah. So it's an isotope of, of hydrogen. Of hydrogen. Okay. It's it's commonly referred to as heavy water. Okay. That's how I got here is by looking up heavy water and it tells you about deuterium. Okay. I don't know enough about that to know if that's even possibly a thing that is happening with my groundwater or my tap water. I'm not sure. Um. People say, is it dangerous to drink heavy water? Uh, if you drink heavy water, you don't need to worry about radiation poisoning. It's not completely safe to drink because the reactions in your cells are affected by the difference in the mass of the hydrogen atoms and how well they form hydrogen bonds. Right. According to that source <laughs> from ThoughtCo. Okay. But that that's what he's aiming at is yeah. it's in your water and it's sure. bad and radioactive. You know, like, that's why I dropped this whole thing, because it's like, I only have enough effort to follow out one one thing at a time. Like, it's just like, get behind me, Satan, one thing at a time. Yeah. Sorry. I just, (laughs) I knew that I'd heard the term before. And I, you know. Probably in association with the Kangen water machine. I would not be Um, surprised if you heard it. No, I I heard it in association with lots of chemistry classes. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. So. The. On the WWEE.club website, there are pictures of and videos of, again, they seem like big events, like concerts and stuff, like a stage full of people, like 20 people playing music and like okay. kids singing and like like what seems to be like fundraiser type stuff. And I guess you can't really totally verify that they were events for them or whatever, but it just seems like there's a lot of people physically involved like for this for, to not have a right, presence right for a thing that appears so big you feel like you yeah. would be able to hear about it easier yeah it's just find it easier it's really odd to me um so i guess just like i was the big question for me is still why it's so hard to track him down until you know what to look for and as i was thinking about this and as i was looking for like more venues for content from Dwayne, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the WWEE site mentioned a name as a point of contact that led me in a different direction. Okay. Like I said, just pulling threads. Mm-hmm. So WWEE had contact information on it too. 
they mentioned someone who was not mentioned anywhere else. It was a person named Valdis Vitolis. Okay. Um, a search on that brings up a whole bunch of more websites connected to Dwayne that I hadn't already found then. Oh, wow. So it's another whole microverse of websites. Um, the WWEE site also featured um, a number of videos uh, that listed like environmental videos, right? Embedded in the page. Mm -hmm. So I went to see what channel that was. And I followed it to YouTube where I found a channel for someone named Kelsey Lynn Brown. This is all going to be what I cover in a future episode. But okay. let, me, let me tease it right now. There is so much content. <laughs> Tons of it. Hundreds of videos. Spanning like I think five years. No, four years. Four years worth of videos. Um. Some of them look professionally produced. Like, you know, those commercials where someone's hand drawing something mm -hmm. and the text is coming up and, you know, it all looks like it's being done in fast motion on like a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. Those cost money. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, you can get those professionally done. They're not easy to do like that. Mm -hmm. There's a number of those. They're not cheap. Um, so there, there's lots of content, some of it professionally made. Uh this woman, Kelsey Lynn Brown, seems to be a big part of the online presence associated with all Dwayne the Great writer stuff. Is there a name that you found aside from Dwayne the Great writer? Is there a name for the group, for their practice, for yeah. their study? Yeah, I told you about this. This is at the very beginning, the very top of their website. Um, was the new presentation oh, foundation? Oh, okay, okay. So okay, they have okay. a name, but you can't. There's not a website for the new presentation foundation. It yeah. just takes you back to Dwayne the Great Writer. Um, okay. There, it's it was. That's what made this really interesting. Is like, why on the official website for the Worldwide Educators are all these videos made by just seemingly some person mm -hmm. named Kelsey Lynn Brown? Um, but then when you look into it. She's talking about a lot of the exact same things that Dwayne is. And she, she her videos have titles that are related. And very interestingly, after all of this looking for people and names and stuff, there is also someone that appears in a bunch of her videos uh, by the name Dean Val, who I believe is also Valdis Vitolis. Um. Mm -hmm. I followed. Sounds like an AIM username from the early aughts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to tease this now just to say that there is so much content that I knew I needed to dig into in order to be able to talk about this. And that's what I'll be talking about next time is there are hundreds of videos of Valdis Vitolis, who, as far as I could tell, is like a dude in his 60s um, who claims to have been to Mars, maybe. That's fun. Okay. And Kelsey Ann Brown, who seems like someone about our age, maybe a little bit older, maybe like 38. And she seems to stand in as a sort of like a, a, a speaker for Dwayne in some ways, even, uno do, even unofficially. How do they talk? How do they talk? Do they talk like Dwayne writes? You know what? That seems like a question to answer next time. Okay. <laughs> they are unique. They're very interesting. 
but I have only gathered a little bit of sample. Yeah, you haven't even gotten to jump into these yet. So I have some initial impressions, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. So next time on Goose Chase, a deep dive into the hundreds of (sighs) videos associated with uh, Kelsey Ann Brown and uh, and uh, 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 Valdez Vitalis. Dean Val. Yeah, Valdez Vitalis. Yeah. Uh, a little bit about what I can find about what their relation is to the organization and um, and reptilians and what their message is, which I think is important. Um, and reptilians, That's, mostly reptilians. <laughs> it's really, really interesting. They, I mean, the thing is, when you read through the the topics of a lot of the videos, they cover like everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's super, super comprehensive. And if there's anything that ties all of this stuff together. It's prolific creation of writing, of mm-hmm. video content, um, of the, like just the the replication of thought. That's <laughs> it also is. super common among groups like this. Yeah, like they're, they're they are so prolific, all yeah. of them, because you want to get your info out. You want yeah. to get people in, so. I'm not surprised by that, but I am looking forward to hearing you uh, talk about this more after you get to dive into some of that yes, that's prolific content. Part two. So, yeah, if part one is Dwayne the Great Writer, then part two is is Kelsey Ann Brown and uh, Val, 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 Valdez. Valdez Vitalis or Dean Val. Why can I not remember that I don't that know. Name? You're having a real hard time with it. But anyway, yeah, next time on Goose Chase. Goose chase. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next time we'll we'll talk about that, and uh, I I am certain that I will have a lot to say because there's so much content to follow. All right. Uh, so anyway, anything else for me before we wrap this episode up? No. No. That was a big one, as promised. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> up top. Nope. All right. Um, we will see you next <laughs> week with another episode of Goose Chase. <laughs> Goose Chase. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will see you then. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 